You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lynn Marco, Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Peasley. <laughs> we did it again. Uh, y'all, we, we don't try to do this. I, I hope you guys know that. In, in fact, we actively try to not do this. Yeah, we really, really try so hard not to oh do it. Oh my god, do we try. And it's one of those things where I feel like this wouldn't be an issue if um, the pandemic didn't happen and we had still had our backlog from before right we ate through at the beginning of the pandemic we ate through that backlog so quick yeah yeah so then you know whenever things happen it maybe is like a week but then something else happens (laughs) and then it's another week week. Um, so for those that uh Wished me well in my recovery. I am fine. Thank you very much. It was just a very tiny procedure. Nothing too big or bad or anything. But it definitely made me not want to record. That week. And then (laughs) the the next week, which... You know, I, I mean, I realized I've been, like, silent on Twitter in general. I'm, I'm usually, the thing is, I'm usually on there, like, scrolling. And, e- even if you're not. And looking at things. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes I post in my brain, and then I don't actually post. But rest assured, I'm usually there. Um, I, I thought about making a, a Twitter post about this, but um, in, in the moment, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about it. And now it just kind of feels weird. But... Um, my, uh, the, the week after, um, Travis had his little medical thing, we meant to record and, uh, my guinea pig passed away. Um, it was really unfortunate. It was. Yeah. He was, he, I mean, he was, he was older. He was, he was old and it wasn't, it wasn't entirely unexpected given that, but it's just, you know, that doesn't make it easy. Yeah. It still surprises. Like it, it can still catch you off guard how much it still hurts. Yeah. And I was just like, and, and it, it, it was actually time wise, not too long before I would have been coming over to record anyway. So yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah no, it's it, not happening. It, it was just very poorly timed and everything was just not working out yeah. in our favor, unfortunately. So, yeah. and I, I figured you guys didn't want me to open the episode like, oh, everyone, and welcome to Nudgepedia. <laughs> yeah, you know, because that's kind everything of... Everything sucks. And everything ends. Everything is terrible. Um, but yeah, so... um. That's uh that's what happened. Um so we're terribly sorry, <laughs> but we're back now. Yeah. Yay. Um I swear to god if something happens next week I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Oh wait, no, knock on wood. Luckily we have a nice wood table. Yeah, luckily this table is just wood, so. And it's nice real wood. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we're we're, we're here <laughs> and um I meant that as opposed to fake wood. Faux <laughs> uh, <Fun> wood. <laughs> Hey, I mean, sometimes you need forward to get the job done. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, then, does that transition well into our topic? Um, 
depending on your proclivities, maybe, uh, today we are talking about chokers, which I am not wearing any. Chokers. Chokers. Um, the necklaces. No, not the necklaces. I'm not wearing any of the necklaces, but we are not talking about the necklaces. I don't... Okay, I'm going to need context and information, because... Okay, yes, we'll be provided, but also, I just had a thought of, like, what if somehow we were able to scrounge together, like, the the history and evolution of, like, fashion in Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, God. <laughs> that could yes. Be, that could be actually extremely interesting. That, I would actually... If anyone has any information on that, please. Yeah, if there's if there's any way to actually like, I don't even know how you would begin to research that, right? Like, I mean, the same way you do like real world fashion history. Yeah, I mean, it would be like, all right, so in the this book, they're wearing this, and then in this supplement, and then in this supplement. That came out one year later for the exact same edition. They're wearing something that looks completely different aesthetically. Anyway, so chokers. 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 I I actually don't think I've ever heard of a choker in D D, so well, this is Here we new. go. Uh chokers first appear in the Dungeons and Dragons basic supplement creature catalog, which was published in nineteen ninety three. Um, they were chaotically aligned humanoid creatures that lived in subterranean environments. Okay. Uh, they were about six feet tall when fully stretched out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Wait for it. Um, but were proportioned very differently to humans. So their heads and torsos were around the size of a human baby's. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> but their limbs were long and spindly, so the very short torso, little head, long legs and arms. Uh, no, yes. no, no, yes. that's nightmare fuel. That's nightmare fuel. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> this mm. shit's not going to be out of here for another, like, hour, so buckle in. Okay. Mm. Um, chokers were a, quote, stony brown in color. Um <laughs> Choker, okay. choker limbs had flexible cartilage no. in place of bones. No. <laughs> who designed these? What is this monstrous Some, someone bad who nightmare? Hates God. <laughs> this is. Such... I mean, based based on some testimony, everyone involved in Dungeons and Dragons early on hated God. So, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> based on the testimony of of like you know. Frightened suburban moms. Okay, yes. so we have flexible cartilage in place of bones. Yes, um, and thus could fit into tight spaces. Naturally. Um, yes, where they would lie in wait for a lone target. Uh, when such a target appeared, they would surprise them and begin to... Any guesses? Choke them. Ding, 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 you win! Yay! Oh. That's what I wanted. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, okay. All right. So, hence the name. Right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's worth, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not, I don't know if someone's going to, I, I, this this sounds hate. If someone's going to come be smarmy, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, but like technically it's not choking, technically it's asphyxiation, whatever. Because choking is when you like choke on food. Okay. Yeah. I actually didn't realize yeah, there was so, a distinct definition between the two. I thought they were kind of just like interchangeable. Well, they're they're like it's like a <clears throat> connotation, but choking is technically when something blocks your airway, but asphyxiation is when something crushes it. So like anacondas, like 
they there they asphyxiate their prey right because they're crushing rather than okay rather than then shoving stuff down however if you to... try to eat an anaconda and it gets stuck in your throat then you're choking on it see there you go <laughs> this is well, how you learn well, the, the difference between choking and asphyxiation so you use it's with use licking to, things i was about to, to talk to talk about whether or biting things to talk about whether or not it's yeah. venomous or poisonous. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say to to determine the difference between choking and asphyxiation, we use the uh we use Travis's anaconda model. Is that it, sounds it, oh. <laughs> oh my. Um so uh no, we 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 use just so that, that, is it in the throat or outside of the throat? Yeah. So just so and I don't mean this to be mean because I'm that person who gets technical about about a lot of things, but L- when Lewin says be smarmy, she's describing herself. Right. But I just wanted to headway anyone who was going to, you know, tweet us and right whatever. So anyway, um, they start to strangle their prey. Uh, they would then cut them up with sharp cartilage poking out of their fingers and would cart off the pieces to eat. Okay, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, oh, yeah, this is literally Freddy Krueger in that one, the the one dream sequence. Like, I mean, he, I really He turns into a wacky, wavy, inflatable Oh, my man. God, yes. Oh my now, God. I realized I start, that. I started doing the motion and I accidentally bumped the mic. I hope nobody heard that. Beautiful. <laughs> Just I, so everyone knows, I was doing the motion. I realized that Freddy Krueger made the claws himself and they're not like attached to him, but that's just what that reminded me of. No, I mean, it's, it's upsetting. It's, a, it's very upsetting. Um, <laughs> so, uh, however, if the target offered too great of resistance, the choker would flee to a point where. If they cannot subdue their target within two to six rounds, they give up and run away. Cowards. So they they're not very they don't they don't stick it out so much. They're right. very much like they're they're after that uh, weak prey. Yeah, very easy. Um, <laughs> they're described as quote vaguely intelligent end quote. Um, they have an they have an intelligence score of three. Okay, um, that describes that. Yep. Having a simple language, but not making or using tools, which I take umbrage with this because I feel like a three is way too, way too low. Right. Like we have dealt with things where they call them not intelligent and their intelligence was around the same. So where's the consistency here? Yeah. There is none. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like this number stays pretty weird for the most of it or not not pretty weird. Like it, this, their number, their actual intelligence score stays at odds with how their intelligence is described. So it's kind of like, what is, what is the rule? There is none. I guess. Okay, so they're vaguely intelligent. They have a simple language. They don't make or use tools other than themselves. Yes, they apparently use make and use finger knife gloves, but yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> interestingly, they could move quote. Through stone at one third of their movement speed. And I typed this out when initially reading this. I was later proven wrong. Uh, I can only assume this means crawling through crevices rather than burrowing through solid rock. Uh, I was later corrected. Um, so do they actually burrow through solid rock? Apparently. Also included oh. in my notes, um, the art for them that is in Creature Catalog is fucking hysterical. Okay. Um, yeah, the art didn't actually load for me. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> is it fucking hysterical? What? 
like, I'm just looking at various pictures of them at this point, and also it brought up a whole lot of, like, actual chokers to buy. I... <laughs> yeah. I guess the word chokers and catalog kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Like, yeah. hey, here's a catalog of what the choker hell necklaces. Is- what the hell? Okay, so I realize how disgusting these things are, but I also kind of like them. Yeah, same. It, I don't know. Isn't it's... that isn't that what we say about like all uh, of all... anything that's gross? Yeah, pretty much any gross, very monstrous thing in Dungeons and Dragons. We're like, this is gross. I don't know. I like uh, it. Jublex, I don't think any of us really liked him. I mean, he can hang. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> moving on from that very that very good art, his fucking face. He looks like angry, handsome Squidward. <laughs> does that's an apt description that was my first thought was was handsome squidward but angry anyway this is what happens i'm trying to paint a word picture for people at home that can't they can't look it up for whatever yeah reason. yeah it's it's something to behold like if you if you don't have time to look it's at like, it right now you should later but it's like naked slender man meets handsome squidward and he got angry with yeah. all of the teeth yes yeah that's, oh yeah, they have, they have teeth. Um, that's what it looks like. That okay? It's not, they're not described until later, but they do have teeth. So chokers next appear in the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Mistara Monstrous Compendium Appendix. Jesus fucking Christ! That's a mouthful. Mistara. I actually don't think I've come across that uh, that book. Yeah, I'm just broadening your history. horizons today. The Mistara. Huh. So that. this was published in 1994. This uh, appendix both adds new details and clarifies some information that I personally found confusing from the creature catalog. Um, their alignment has been changed to chaotic evil, and their <laughs> their size given is three and a half feet tall, which is their resting height. So that that's where the fully stretched out comes in. <laughs> okay. So when not um, unfurled, let's say they are three and a half feet tall. Okay. But so that's when they're stretched, they grow like three more feet, basically. Yes. I don't like that. <laughs> Just so that we're clear. <laughs> Just in case it was not made clear earlier when you were repeatedly shouting, no, you don't like this. Yeah. So uh, moving on to more things that Taylor probably won't like. Um, their, Shocker. Their <laughs> knobby limbs are cartilaginous, obviously, which uh, I described earlier. Um, but while their limbs are made of cartilage, they possess bony skulls, spines, and rib cages. Okay. <laughs> so it's what like are these things? Chokers. I mean, aberrations, technically. Y- y- yeah. yeah, that's very. Because these things are aberrations. Th- they Even are the most aberrant. God. Okay, that's not true. I've, <clears throat> I've seen aberrations, but they are. I mean, fucking up there. Even beyond the um the the strict classification of aberrations, like these things are aberrations <laughs> of, of God. God, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is just spitting in the face of God, right? So, um. Due to the lack of supportive bones in their limbs, chokers appear slumped over and walk with a strange fluid gait. Oh. <gasps> I'm imagining Octodad. Oh. No. <laughs> Don't ruin Octodad like that. And now we have Octodad. <laughs> <sighs> do, you, do you guys ever think about how it's weird that they just made a video game about, like, a guy? <laughs> like, I don't get what's... Like, it's it's fun, I guess, if you're into that, just, like strict like life simulator but it's weird hey life sims are pretty fun i mean and people love dads dads are in so anyway moving from (laughs) octodad uh chokers are very solitary and shy and also 
kind of afraid of loud noises, which same. Um, and some underground communities or like groups of people traveling underground take advantage of this by making a lot of noise mm, to yeah. scare off chokers. However, Good. this tends to attract even worse monsters. God damn it. So it's kind of the double-edged sword of like, God well, damn it. you can It's like, like the the do you do you like play dead or do you try to make yourself look big kind of thing? Like do you make yeah. a lot of noise or do you try to be quiet? <laughs> You know, you can't you can't win. I don't know. What do the worst creatures look like? I mean, I will say that the worst creatures typically stat like that you can find in the type of environments they live in, which, you know, underground is a lot in the underdark, are typically stats wise more dangerous than these things. But it, I mean, that's fair because you have like the mind flayers and And they also don't tend to give up if they can't kill you within two or six okay, rounds. Okay, fine, I'll deal so, I'll, I'll deal with this. All you have to do is just like survive for six rounds or so and they'll they'll leave. Yeah. So this book clarifies that the choker actually strangles their prey to death before they cut them up with their protruding finger-like cartilage bits. Um, oh, boy. I don't know if I'm just stupid, mm. but for some reason that wasn't clear to me before. So the wording in the last one was just that they strangled them and then cut them up. Didn't clarify that... They strangled them to death first. Yeah. I guess and my that, mind just auto-filled that that would be the see, case. mine mine didn't for some reason. But I, it's good I think clarification. it's because the, the phrasing after that in the creature catalog made reference to, like, subdue. So I guess um, I I guess I that made me assume that they'd be which like, I mean the word subdue is vague because you could argue that something that's dead is subdued very subdued yeah but you know I get for some reason that wasn't clear to me so if, if you're if you're with me on that one they do strangle you to death first before they start dismembering you which Good. is polite I guess yeah um, I, mean, I would prefer that if it's gonna happen right. So it's stated that once a choker starts to strangle their victim, their hold can only be broken by incapacitating or killing them. So they like, they're like locked in. They hold like, on for dear life. Like babies do with their little, you know, you know what babies do. Do with, I? Where they like, they have the instinct where they're like. Grab. Yeah, they're yeah. grabby. Okay, yeah. Where their hands like lock, you know. They have it's that like grabby that. instinct. Yeah, and they just like hold on to like your finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also clarified that chokers do indeed carve through solid rock with their weird cartilage, their sharp cartilage fingies. Um, no. <laughs> sure. Um, I do that doesn't... No. That doesn't make sense to me, but okay. All right. I mean... Because, like, a purple worm burrowing through solid rock makes sense to me because they, like, they, like, eat it and it gets ground up and all their bits in there, you know? Okay. But, like, just slicing through it is, like, okay, you have some pretty... Fucking, like, whetstone bits now, I guess. I don't know. So their cartilage is really fucking strong. Like, apparently, much yeah. stronger than I initially would have even thought. It doesn't make sense to me, but apparently it, it's how... Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. So, as I mentioned, chokers are very solitary creatures. Mm -hmm. um, we've arrived to one of my favorite parts early. Mm -hmm. uh, in order to attract a mate, they have a special call. Uh, their main call is a keening whine that all other creatures find extremely irritating. Same. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, when a choker hears the cry of another, they answer, getting gradually closer until they finally meet. Uh, after a few months of gestation, the female gives birth to uh, two to six young. After this, the family unit stays together for about three years, after which the young are mature, 
And the adults, well, I guess they're all adults at that point, but like the parents split off to find different mates. I couldn't find any evidence of um, mating for life or anything like that. Or, well, I mean, yes, but also like strong sexual dimorphism or uh, anything. Okay. Um, so I'm. I guess they, I mean, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Kind of strange that, you know, they're together for three years to raise the children then they're like okay separate and let's go find other <laughs> they're ways. just like sick of their uh they're <clears> just <throat> like sick of their current mate they're like eh. so i know you're not exactly a um zoologist but like is there any evidence like is there any like cases in like actual animal biology of that sort of thing of like staying uh, together for a long time and then separating i feel like i feel like um like songbirds do that okay hmm. like they both like gather food for the babies, but they don't mate for life like swans and ducks and shit. Mm-hmm. Wait, do ducks mate for life? I know swans do. I don't fucking know, but I feel like songbirds do that. Oh, oh no, I found one. People. Okay. <laughs> you got me there. Hmm. That's interesting. They're probably just sick of them at that point. Um. So chokers have extremely fast metabolisms. Uh. So much so that a goblin corpse, mind the size of that is only about two days worth of food for them. Oh, no. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, goblins aren't very big, but, like, that's a lot of meat. That still that's seems still like a lot bit, of meat. Bit yeah. of meat, yeah. That's, a, mm. that's, that's, um... Upsetting. Yeah. Wow, Taylor's upset by something this episode. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> oh, you just wait. Um, as it happens, hmm. uh, it's funny that, go- that the goblin corpse was their example, um, because goblin is their favorite type of meat, Though they will prey on other humanoids as well, of course, you know. Naturally. Uh, naturally. You can't be picky. Um, so a goblin legend purports that chokers are descended from goblins. Uh, the the uh, myth is that a goblin tribe fell on hard times and turned to cannibalism, as you do. And as their psyches were warped by, you know, cannibalism or whatever, so too were their bodies. Mm-hmm. Which is how they became these... Right. Um, Over time, they stopped eating one another, but still maintain that craving for the flesh of regular goblins. So. Hmm. Okay, so we have a creation myth coming from goblins. Yes. Interesting. Yes. I mean, goblins are weird already, so I guess they wouldn't be terribly surprised, but that does seem like a very strange sort of, like, evolutionary line there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we they developed a taste for blood, so they became... Uglier. <laughs> I, I swear that's and elongated. Like, that's a curse that I've heard about from somewhere. Uh, I'll I'll probably I'll probably tell you more later. Oh, um, okay. Hmm. All right. So next we're getting into three point five. Well, I mean third edition, but it's one of those that like you know yeah. Th- yeah it was essentially it's... just a reprint. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The entry for Chokers in the 3.5 Monster Manual, which was published in 2003, is actually pretty pared down as far as the lore that's not combat-focused, mm-hmm. which, you know, happens. Um, they're described as having the head and torso proportions of a halfling, not a baby, a halfling, which... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a little better. A little different. Um, and their gangly limbs now end in starfish. 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 Starfish shaped pads covered in sharp spines, which they use to easily climb a variety of surfaces. Okay, see, I was seeing pictures of that and I was like, I haven't, 
heard this yet. You're like, wait, those are come from. Those aren't Freddy Krueger finger finger knives. So now they're just evolved into tentacle sharp things. Hey, Lewin, guess what? What? I don't like this. (laughs) Are you upset? I'm upset. Mm Hmm. Me too. So was I. Also, I feel like it's worth noting. I I feel I should have mentioned this earlier. I think at a certain point, I forget if it was in. 3.5. 3.5. It might have been like one earlier than this. No, I think it I think it might be in, in third edition that they start implementing this. But essentially their um like primary attack with their limbs is treated as a tentacle attack, even though they're not formally tentacles. So So they are technically tentacle monsters. <laughs> that's not where I was going, but, but sure. But that's how I'm concluding it. Hmm. <laughs> I that's just so weird, like starfish-shaped pads, like... Yes. Okay, I mean, again, I kind of like them, just like looking at the pictures and stuff, but they're still so fucking weird that... Yeah. Well, it's about to get weirder. Uh. Um, so bear in mind what I said about their size. Um, they, <laughs> they, oh God. they weigh about 35 pounds, so they're very light. <laughs> they're very... um. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> okay i mean okay. they don't have much bone mass so i guess yeah the cartilage doesn't weigh as much as bone is that right this that makes sense y- yeah yeah because it's not as dense and like it's it's yeah yeah it, yeah that makes sense i hmm. think um so they are as we discussed earlier aberrations Usually chaotic evil, and they now speak undercommon. Nice. So instead of having their own like simple language, they just speak undercommon. Yes. Yeah. Um. So their strategy in this, because like I said, this uh, entry for them is mostly focused on combat and things like that. Right. So they lie in wait, uh, close to the ceilings of caves, particularly in like natural cave entrances and like archways what have you yeah um for a chance to grab prey from above it feels like before they had more of a horizontal approach right it was like a jump out of the wall sort of sort of jump scare and now it's like a from above jump scare it's hmm. like a, you know, like in a, there's something on the ceiling horror movie where you like slowly look up. And, yeah. Uh, or like Batman in the Batman games when you're just going around hanging people yeah. off of statues. I like that better. Okay. That's funny that you mentioned that. Um, so they prefer solitary targets as I discussed earlier. Um, but if pressed, read hungry, uh, they will grab for the last member of a group to walk underneath them. So like everybody will go by. And then the person who's bringing up the rear. Which is usually not Dahlia, because she's a barbarian, <laughs> and she has the most HP, gets snatched this up. This is why I never go last in fucking haunted houses. Right. This is the shit. <laughs> this, this is, is the, the sh- reason why. This is the shit that happens. Um, so their spindly arms give them a reach of 10 feet. They're not 10 feet long, but they have a reach of 10 feet, sure. It, it um, makes sense. Chokers are described as, quote, not particularly dexterous, end quote, though... They have a dex of 14, which seems pretty dexterous. Particularly dexterous, if I do say so. Pretty dexterous. Yeah, that seems pretty dexterous to me as well. But but they are able to move supernaturally quickly, uh, gaining an extra standard or bonus action during their turn each round, which I have to say, like... Jesus. I guess you could say that... Yeah, I can't think of any grounds that they're not particularly dexterous. That's particularly dexterous. Because they're fast and they're flexible. 
That's like so, literally describing dexterity. Right. So whatever. Um, as we discussed earlier, terms are subjective and things don't matter. So they have a racial plus eight bonus to climb checks on account of aforementioned starfish shaped hand pads mm-hmm. and can always choose to take a 10 on a climb check, even if they are threatened or otherwise distracted. So they're very good climbers. Uh, they have a plus four improved grab and on a successful grapple can use their constrictability to choke a creature, or excuse me, asphyxiate <laughs> a creature of large or smaller size, dealing 1d3 plus 3 damage, as well as restricting them from speaking, thereby preventing the use of spells with verbal components. Damn. Yeah. 1d3 plus 3 damage. Okay, well, they're also asphyxiating, so I guess at that point you would also have to include in the whole, like, whatever. how long can are. you hold your breath thing. Uh... Because, I mean, if you're asphyxiating, then you're relying on basically whatever breath you had left. Right. Yeah. So, But I do feel like asphyxiating does imply a sort of trauma that makes you go run out of breath faster. Probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the rules are on that for, hmm. you know, that. But I will say, they're not particularly, like, they're obviously, and you would consider them in kayfabe as being pretty dangerous, but they're, they're, not, they're not big numbers, you know what I mean? No, they're definitely not big numbers, but the fact that they can stop you from casting spells with verbal components, which almost all of them. <laughs> all a bunch of them, all yeah. All of them, yeah. Um, so they're, they are described as being very greedy, and a person who manages to spot one may be able to bribe it with food, uh, and they can be persuaded to give information about the area around their lair. Okay, well, at least I can reason with them. So yeah. they are intelligent enough to be reasoned with. This yes. is good. With their, I, I, I don't remember if it's a three in three point five, but like their whopping intelligence of a three, <laughs> they can be. I'm it's, pretty sure that there are dogs in uh, blink dogs. That, yeah, blink dogs. I'm pretty have, sure blink dogs have an intelligence of like six. I want to say yeah. I know displacer beast. No, blink dogs have an intelligence of more than that because I remember displacer beasts have an intelligence of six. In conclusion, nothing makes sense. Yeah, numbers don't matter. And I mean, and I can even understand the difference, like having a different of like, like you wouldn't necessarily describe an aberrant creature as having an animal intelligence necessarily. Like, I feel like there's, there can be different adjective words, but like the numbers have to mean something. Apparently they don't. Anyway, it's almost like it's all, it's all make believe and you can just do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, literally though. Yeah, I mean, it's almost yeah. like it is that way. Almost. Almost, but not quite. So, I I feel like this isn't even a surprise at this point, because I feel like this has been in, like, the last, like, at least four episodes that I've done, but we have an ecology article! Yay! Eco- I, we love ecology articles. In this house, we respect the ecology article in the Dungeonpedia house. Yes. But we will have to wait to respect it until after we take a break. We also respect the ad break in this house. We do. <sighs> it's unfortunate sometimes. But we respect it. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our episode on chokers. We appreciate you being respectful and waiting for the ecology article. I know we're all very excited. Yeah. Yes. yes um, very much so. Also, I know what else I'm excited for. And that is MetallicDiceGames.com. Oh, I'm always respectful for MetallicDiceGames.com. Always. Always. Respect... The dice. Respect the dice. And, and the, the dice, dice accessories. accessories. <laughs> God damn it. We did it again. We didn't plan that. This is, it's never planned. We always just mind link it and it. Hey, listen. It happens. Sometimes 
it be that way. We only have one brain cell here, and sometimes we both grab it at the same time. Yeah. It happens. So, um, <laughs> also, dice shopping happens, because dice are beautiful, and you typically need a lot of them, in my opinion, for Dungeons & Dragons. And when you have dice, you need cases to keep them in. You need, like, dice tower. You need bags. You went the It's spring. You just did spring cleaning. You found all those random dice that you didn't remember purchasing. You need something to hold those in. Yes. So you can and find... And then get more. And then dice. get more. And then get more things to hold them in. And it's just uh, the, the snake continues to eat its tail. So... Uh, whenever you <laughs> go down that spiral, you can use offer code Dungeonpedia for 10% off your entire order at MetallicDiceGames.com. Or as we mentioned, you can get all your dice and dice-related accessories. Uh, of course, we do still have our Patreon if you'd like to support us more directly, and that is at Dungeonpedia on Patreon. We have a couple of tiers, um, but mostly the thing that you can find on there is our notes, which are really helpful if you're... Really just wanting to see the breakdown of how we organize our information. You and want to also see the breakdown of how I spiral. Lewin's impeccable bibliographies. Yes. Thank you. And the uh, random snarky comments that we <laughs> leave in, in our own notes. That we leave in parentheticals and shit. Yes. Hey. Uh, Sometimes you gotta. And if you want even more of our snark, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dungeonpedia. You will find it there in spades. Yes. Yes. Always. And if you want to be snarky at us, well, you can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. We uh, also take episode suggestions in addition to snark and or general in anything. anything. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Hi. 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 Um, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to get the notifications when our new episodes go live. We're trying to be better at being a... Uh, being a... A podcast. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, yeah. Listen, 2021's been a year. Okay, guys, you guys yes. get it. We, we all get it. We're trying to be better at having a schedule. It just, it's hard sometimes. And also, if those platforms allow it, don't forget to rate us and leave a review. That helps us greatly to be noticed by other people scrolling through those apps as well. So then they can send us more snark and episode suggestions so we can just make more content. And yes. the snake snark continues to eat its tail. Yep. But, Snark snake. Fuck. But also, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. Tell your, your friends who wear, like, tight necklaces, like, high up on the neck, you mm -hmm. know? They're like, hey! You're like, hey, I see that! That's a choker. You know what else is a choker? And, and then, then they are like, you... what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> then they're very confused until you explain that it's a thing from D&D &D and not some weird, strange thing that you're going to go into. And then and they then still you... might be a little confused and concerned, but then you can play the soothing sounds of Alexander Nakarada, who we thank all the time for our th theme song, Blacksmith. Yes, it is nice and soothing. But with that, I think we've all been patient enough. Let's go check out that ecology article. Woo! Back to the podcast. All right. Is everyone ready to be respectful? We yes. have an ecology article. Yay! All right, let's uh, let's hit this ecology article. Let's see. I believe this is also a repeat author. Um, so we have the ecology of the chokers, which was published in, or excuse me, the ecology of chokers, um, which was included in Dragon Magazine issue number two hundred and thirty-two, which was published in two thousand and four, and is written by Eric Cagle Cagle. I feel like we've... Uh, I believe we have mentioned this before, and, and I I've, think we had the same issue trying to pronounce his last yeah, name. Yeah, I have no idea I'm pretty sure I remember verbatim. Kaggle Kegel. 
Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Eric. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Yeah. Um, And it also has some very cool illustrations by Peter Bergpig. Nice. I don't know. Some sometimes like I just like to make note of the the art in some of these. No, yeah. The, the, hey, art, the for art for this one is, is very cool. The art is pretty cool in a lot of them, so I understand and should really make a habit of doing that more often, honestly. Yeah. So thank you, Peter, and also Eric. And yes. I'm sorry again, Eric. I don't know everyone else real same. So, um Chokers in 3rd edition look full like full on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Which yeah. is on in full display in their art and description in this article. Um, oh boy. Their head shape is described as elongated and, quote, equine with internal ears that indicate poor hearing, uh, beady black eyes that sit in the front of their skull, which indicates excellent predator vision. Okay. And a mouth full of sharp and jagged teeth. Ooh. Ooh. That's where their chompers Ooh. are. Well, okay, yeah. The chompers are in the mouth usually, but I'm saying this is where their teeth get officially introduced <laughs> right. in the text. Like we are officially told that they have these teeth. They have the teeth in their mouth, weirdos. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> Hey, as opposed to some of the other things we talked about where they literally just, like, absorb things through their skin after melting them, like, you never know. You know, Travis, I'm proud of you for taking the high road because I was literally just going to make a vagina dentata joke. And I just did, so there you go. Um, They are described as standing at three to four feet tall, which I can only assume is their height not at full extension, though this isn't explicitly stated. But, like, I have to assume that this is their, like, resting height. Yeah. And that they're still, like, six, six and a half feet tall when fully elongated. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I just thought about that phrasing. Um, they walk with their same, like, strange gait, and it says that they prefer to have at least three limbs touching a surface at any time. So they kind of walk on their, on, like, all fours, essentially. Okay. So just this, 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 this is nightmare fuel, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just this fucking like, like slender man. Now a little bit of like Squidward slender, slendy, like Squidward slendy, and like the rake looking thing. Just you know, just kind of oodling its way. Oodling. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, my thought was kind of like a you know, like a, a oodling. A wave motion, and for some reason, a line and a wave translated to a noodle. And then I said oodling. Yeah, and just somehow oodling it just, towards you with a mouthful of sharp no, teeth. No, it, it produced such a visceral reaction. <laughs> I know. It, like I, fight or flight. That's why I said it. Uh, chokers are described as newcomers to the Underdark, and scholars notice their numbers growing at rapid rates with no good reason for their sudden appearance. Um, yeah, I agree. There's no good reason. <laughs> Which I gotta say, like the you know for the the scholars, it's like their numbers are increasing because they're fucking. But anyway, um, one of the origins provided in this article presents a slight variation on the one from the Mistara appendix. Um, and so far, Taylor's been the one that's been mostly upset uh, in this episode. But now I think I'm going to upset Travis. Just letting oh, you know boy. in advance. Okay. Um, either. Deep gnomes, topside gnomes, or halflings were warped into chokers by cannibalism and or the, quote, weird magic of the Underdark. Um, so these guys might be descended from gnomes. How? No. <laughs> weird magic and cannibalism, Travis. Weren't you listening? That No, that doesn't make sense. I, but it made more sense with goblins. Uh, 
<laughs> I got you there. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so all... look, I don't like it, but fine. <laughs> so all of these groups, however, deny these claims with varying degrees of vehemence. In particular, uh, yeah. the deep gnomes really hate this one. Oh, I yeah. bet. <laughs> Another purported theory is that chokers were created by unfortunate... Those... <laughs> It was it was a wizard, wasn't it? Drow experimentation. It was a drow wizard. Um, however, this is denied by the drow and mostly substantiated by the fact that chokers tend to linger near drow settlements, which, in my opinion, could also be explained as simply, like, they want to hang out near a food source. Yeah. So, like, it definitely, like, the... The drow, like, the drow do a lot of fucked up stuff, but I do feel like this is very much just, like, something bad's happening in the Underdark. Let's blame it on the drow. Yeah, yeah. like... Which, I mean, fair, because a lot of the time it is. And, and this is one of those things where it's, like, it, it makes more sense, like, from a biological standpoint. Like, the drow kind of, like, slaughter their own and, like, leave them to die. It's easy, like... Yeah, it's low-hanging fruit. It really is. Yeah. And there's more meat to them as opposed to, like, the deep gnomes. Yeah. yeah. This is also kind of maybe countered. I mean, not necessarily. Uh, the drow do consider chokers a nuisance and hunt them en masse. However, their denial might be rooted in pride. <laughs> because, you know, they don't want to admit, like, yeah, we kind of fucked up and made that. I feel like the drow would be like, oh, no, that was all us. Fuck you assholes. Right. If they actually did. Yeah, I mean, who knows with those guys? Now you're right. Um, so this next bit is just a quote that I picked from this that is, I mean, it, it, it's good. Quote, the chokers, barely sentient themselves, have no knowledge of their origin and show little interest in discovering the truth of their past. They seem to care only about how to get their next meal and collecting shiny trinkets. Same. <laughs> So they're very I was literally, I was literally postured to make that joke, Taylor. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Lewin, same. Lewin is the same. Lewin is the same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad that we were like... Uh, we Mind linked. We both took hold of the brain cell on that one. Yep. Um, so chokers speak under common in raspy voices and pepper animalistic sounds into their sparse crude vocabulary. You know... The, the grunts and, and what have you. Um, they're also fond of rude epithets and empty threats. Okay, I'm sorry, but that's literally same. What the hell? That's what I'm going to call my mixtape. Rude epithets and empty threats. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that is a... <laughs> that's a title of my album. Right? Oh, <laughs> uh, check out our, our uh, check us out Dungeon P uh, on SoundCloud at Dungeonpedia. We're going to be dropping uh, rude epithets and empty threats next week. Just kidding. Um, quote, here's more quotes, because this is very good. Thank you, Eric. Quote, before a choker devours its prey, it uses its powerful grasping hands to squeeze the meat into a tenderized pulp. The choker does this. (laughs) Yes. The choker does this even with carrion it finds, fulfilling its instinctive desire to squeeze the life out of its meal, end quote. There's just no other better way I like I couldn't No, have, that was beautiful. I couldn't have summarized that. I had to just read it. No, yeah, I no, agree. that I mean it's fucked up, but Sure. It describes it to a T. To a T. Yeah, there you go. Just uh, squeeze it to a tenderized pulp. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh they're described as constantly hungry but able to go over a month without meat, though at this point they become irritable, which uh, my question is more than usual. 
and willing to take more risks to acquire fresh meat, such as taking on a group, like I mentioned earlier. Right. Mm. Um, also, fucking pussies. I've gone like four years without meat. <laughs> I'm fine. In a pinch, they can survive on mushrooms and lichen that they lick up from cave walls with their raspy tongues. Oh, yeah, their tongues are raspy, too, like kitties. Um, they seem to require little water, seemingly staying hydrated mostly from all the, just all the blood. All the blood in the meat. All the blood. Just all the blood in the meat they consume. I mean... So that's pretty cool. They have to stay hydrated somehow, I guess. Hydrate or dehydrate. (laughs) I guess just with the blood, it's like, okay. That's apparently not, not, not water, just blood. Kind of like how when you, uh, when you have a cat, sometimes you have to give them, uh, wet food because they might forget to drink water. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's a, a thing with cats. Yeah, I, I'm them. unsurprised mm-hmm. after dealing with them. <laughs> so chokers tend to establish uh, layers in areas that are hard to access for creatures that are not adept at squeezing into tiny spaces. Uh, ideally, a choker would occupy a small cave with multiple entrances that are hard to reach and able to be visually obfuscated by stones and such that the choker could then remove for an easy escape. Which I must say is very... No, you know, this point can be better made in a second. Okay. Um, their layers are littered with bones, shiny objects, and, quote, indescribable chunks of meat. <laughs> indescribable. indescribable. Yes. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. Uh- Um, They hide their spare food in places where the smell will not attract other predators, which I will say, like that and the whole, like, obfuscating entrances and exits into their layers is not not an intelligent score of three behavior. Yeah, I, like, Like, wholly have to... I understand that a lot of that is, like... There is a degree of, like, that animal instinct being like, oh, yeah, that's a really smart thing to do. But, But like, that is not an intelligence of three kind of thing. Again, this is my example all the time. The Tarask has an intelligence of three. And that's just a big angry guy that wakes up and literally does nothing but rampage and eat for two That is literally a creature that is described as being too stupid to have an alignment. You cannot have a creature make conscious decisions like that like that that and be have the same intelligence score it's yeah so anyway that's just that on that that's just whatever uh also (laughs) they they are fond of pulling out various um like of the treasures and baubles in their lair simply to admire them same um I just Very think good. that's cute. I don't know. It, it is kind of cute. Like, I know it's it's like they're gross and it's like this fucking SCP-096 looking thing. But it's like, but then it pulls out like a little gemstone. And it's just looking at it because mm. it just thinks it's neat. I just, I'm sorry. I, think I just thought I just about Wally. it's neat. Oh, <gasps> if I had a choker, I'd name seen that, Wally. So. <gasps> Why do you continue to disappoint me? <laughs> Okay, uh, all right, guys. We're gonna take another ad break real, real quick so we can go watch Wally. Oh boy. Um. So their fondness for said baubles is an avenue that adventurers can use to bribe them. Same. Uh, <laughs> along with meat, not same. Uh, chokers have poor charisma and no sense of diplomacy. Same. But if plied <laughs> with enough meat slash shinies, they can be persuaded into sharing their great knowledge of their territory or even acting as guides. Creatures with an intelligence of three. Cannot act as guides, in my opinion. And cannot be reasoned with at all. Yes. Just saying. 
And again, like I said, I don't know if their intelligence in 3.5 is precisely 3, but I know it's not much better than that. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> if negotiations go poorly, the Choker will flee and refuse to negotiate with said party again. Also, creatures with an intelligence of 3 cannot hold a grudge. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I like, I really just... Well- I guess the Tarasque has an instinctive grudge against, like, the, the Earth. Okay, but that, is that an instinctive grudge or just an instinctive it's must programmed consume into it. and destroy? Fair enough. Um. <laughs> if it were an instinctive grudge, also, that would imply that there are people that the Tarasque does not want to destroy. True. Um, which I know I've made the, the same joke a ton. It's but, fun. But, like... Having a social interaction go poorly and immediately fleeing and refusing to talk to that person again is a fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that it, it is. It is probably Taylor, like you said, more of just a like a like a grudge or like an anger type reaction. But for some reason, I immediately looked at it as a social anxiety reaction. See, I was going to say, that is what you call anxiety. Right? Okay, you know what? You're right, though. Like, that's what happens when social interactions go poorly for me. I just retreat back to my lair and look at my shiny things and don't talk to that person again. I I, I I was Lewin and the, the Chokers for a minute, and I was holding a sh- uh, miniature, and I was like, look at all my shinies. Yeah, those are your those are your baubles of choice. Yes. Along with your indescribable chunks of meat that you leave around your house. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> That's fair. I did, I did say same to that. While most intelligent subterranean races see Chokers as a threat or a nuisance and seek to exterminate them... Uh, some individuals capture chokers and can even train a few special examples as loyal slaves if enough live game to hunt and eat is provided. Hey, are you ready for me to be annoying again? What? <laughs> you can't train a creature with an intelligence of three. I mean, I feel like some like wolf adjacent things have an intelligence of three. <laughs> I don't think See, so. I, was, I think that they have. I was about to. I was about to bring up um, Ungo as an example. And then okay. I was like, that's not, that doesn't help my point. No. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> he was pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. However, uh, given that a choker can escape almost any normal cell due to their elastic bodies, <clears throat> octopi. Yeah. At, you know, at all. Uh, such an endeavor is usually considered more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. Because it's like, you have it, but you had to get this special, like, completely solid on all sides you know, sell, and what's it gonna do? Like, lie and wait and just, like, choke bitches out? Yeah. And eat them? And, you know. I mean, you would also have to make sure that there is absolutely zero, like... Chance of it getting anywhere you don't want it to. Zero cracks or Because then it's just, like, gone. Through, you know, teeny tiny crevice. So, chokers are solitary and do not tolerate even other chokers in their territory, typically. However... (laughs) <laughs> Once every two years, female chokers release a scent that attracts males to them to fight over their favor. Um, mating is, quote, brief and violent. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it, doesn't des- it doesn't describe that in any more detail, which upsets me. Um, after which the female gestates for about six months before giving birth to two to four young. Um, she raises them for about a year until they reach maturity, upon which which she kicks them out to the edge of her territory in order to establish their own. So, like, even once they're once they're old enough, they're like, get the fuck out of here. Hmm. So, juvenile chokers are among the most dangerous as they are aggressive in trying to establish their individual territory. 
Okay. So it's kind of like that thing. I mean, like, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. Where, like, certain, like, younger examples might not be physically, or they might be physically just as dangerous, but it's their behavior that makes them more dangerous. Yeah. You know I mean, like snakes. Um, chokers usually live about 20 years, but can live up to 40 in captivity, which is an interesting sentence. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. I... <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna guess because when they're in captivity, it's all just, like, less hostile. Yeah. So they have the ability to live longer. Yeah. Hmm. Still don't like strange, it. Strange, but all right. Yeah. I... Speaking of things we don't like. Oh boy. Fourth edition. Yay! Oh yay! Um, two varieties of choker are present in the fourth edition monster manual. Shocker. <laughs> I didn't even get through the sentence, which was published in two thousand and eight. Uh, Cavern Shocker. Cho- Sorry, <laughs> just removed that. That was stupid. <laughs> no, it's no, it's 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 funny because. I don't even I don't even have to look up when some of these were published. Like I'm pretty sure our listeners are sick of me saying the fourth edition monster manual, which was published in two thousand and eight. But like I'm just the little creature. I can't change this. Uh Cavern Chokers, uh one of the varieties is called Cavern Chokers, uh mm-hmm. can use the ability chameleon hide to gain concealment as long as they are not actively grappling a target or grappled themselves. Uh okay. and can use the ability body shield to make a grappled victim the target of an attack in place of themselves. themselves. They should have just called it Meat Shield. First of all, who the hell would grapple one of these things? Like, I get that they have to make that distinction, but who in their right mind would look at this and be like, I'm going to grapple it instead? I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, They are unaligned. <sighs> of course. <laughs> I literally have the word. I literally have. They are unaligned. Parentheses. Sigh. Oh, well. <laughs> so you're thank welcome. you, Travis. <laughs> and speak uh, common. Okay. What? what? And are described as, quote, small natural humanoids. <laughs> what? Natural. What is a natural humanoid? <laughs> what is natural about this? There is nothing natural about this, first of all. There's literally creation. You're like... Like, okay, creation myth might not be the word I'm looking for here, but for lack of a better one, creation myths about how they're created from cannibalism, and you're like, natural. Also, I mean, to 4th edition's credit, there are not creation myths for them in 4th edition, because 4th edition doesn't have lore, so. (laughs) Yeah. And the lore it does have is bad. I mean, that might be a little harsh, but like, I'm just saying. Um, so the Faygrove Choker is a medium fey humanoid uh, who has the aforementioned abilities of the Cavern Choker, but also an ability called Vine Fetter that it uses to restrain multiple targets in a close burst AoE. Uh, they speak Elven instead of Common and have low light vision instead of dark vision. <sighs> okay. Okay, was a fey version like even necessary? Cause Apparently. This doesn't make sense. Okay. Apparently, whatever. I, uh, I mean, I'm usually down to accept the explanation that fey shit happens because the Feywild is weird. I'm usually up to accept... I'm just so tired of it. Yeah, like, I'm done with you, 4th edition. Imagine how tired we are. Um, <laughs> as in prior editions... Uh, okay, here we go. We're getting to the, the lore, the non-combat lore provided for them in 4th edition. Uh-huh. And guess how much of it there is that is not 
supplemented by my biting commentary, two and a half lines. So, um, as in prior editions, chokers are solitary. Um, in this, they do not share territory with any other lurker-type enemies, because, you know, 4th edition loves their, like, uh, lurker, solo controller, da-da-da-da-da. Right. They're a lurker-type, so they don't like any other lurker-type enemies, but sometimes act as guards and sentries for evil humanoid groups who ply them with food and treasure, which is not unprecedented. Right. That, um, that one doesn't anger me. However, this is immediately contradicted by a sample encounter group containing two chokers. So, what is the truth? Cuz I mean, I get I mean, I guess maybe it's because they're being plied with food and what have you, but like it says they don't share territory with any lurker type enemies. And then it's like, and then, yeah, they're just hanging out with these, like, fucking, I think it was an encounter group of, like, hobgoblins and some other shit. I don't fucking okay, know. Okay, no, that, that one, okay, no, no, no. So, they're solitary, but only- Except when they're not. Yeah. Yeah. But they're only solitary to the lurker type, so they'll chill with any other thing that's not a lurker, but they also eat, like- those, All of these other things, so... And I mean, it doesn't... Aren't hobgoblins hobgoblin, mm-hmm. lurker types? I I would assume that they're probably... Which, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this actually pisses me, like, pisses me off more than I... Like, initially, it was the contradiction that pissed me off. But now I'm just like, <sighs> whatever. You know, you know what? Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. It's fourth edition. <laughs> <sighs> Bite, like, I know, biting commentary from me, but... But it just... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't no. make sense. Well, and it's not even that it necessarily doesn't make sense, but it's just, fourth editions... Needlessly contradicts itself. Well, for one, yes, but also, like, just the notion of of that... Of the classification of different things based specifically on how they function in combat, on the surface is fine. That's fine. Especially because I feel like it makes it easier for maybe a DM that's like... Okay, I want an encounter that's like, like, okay, you know, you have your, like, big final, like, BBEG encounter, so it's like, all right, I'm gonna pull up a stat block from a solo controller or something like that. Right. Or, you know, I want this to be, like, they get ambushed in this cave, so I'm gonna look at lurker-type enemies. I Like, on the surface, that's fine, but taking it thus far that it, um... Impacts, like, the type of... Other creatures, that yeah, might that be it, that around. it, yeah, that it, 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 it affects like their in kayfabe like lore and behavior is just weird because like the the you know that choker doesn't care that this you know humanoid who has a specific because I'm sure that this is what would this would be an example of this I'm I will admit I'm not entirely sure but I believe this to be the case that like a human who has a particular job that makes them a you know, sneaky, scummy, low-life type person would be a lurker. Like, that doesn't make sense that they would have more of a problem with that than any other type of human. Yeah. Yeah, now... Anyway. I had to look it up. There are two different types of hobgoblins. Of course there are. You have the hobgoblin commander, which is a leader, <sighs> and then a hobgoblin-like spear warrior or spearman, and they are skirmishers. Okay, so they're not... They're not Lurk. lurkers. And I don't even remember if that was the precise encounter group. I think there were hobgoblins in it. Guys, it doesn't fucking matter. It, I just pointed out why this whole thing is stupid. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Continuing on. 
because we can ramble on and on with that nonsense. Yep. So continuing on to 5th edition. Um, in 5th edition, chokers are back to being chaotic evil. Thank God. Which I... Yeah, I they guess... They definitely need to be yeah, chaotic Yeah, I was gonna evil. say... I was gonna say I take umbrage with that just because of their intelligence, but, like, they can be chaotic evil. And as I... And uh, because as I said a hundred times, their intelligence does not... Yeah, well, divide. again, I take umbrage with their intelligence course, so whatever. Um... So, in 5th edition, chokers are described as having cartilage rather than a bony skeleton. So, it seems that they are entirely cartilage now. Oh. Which, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah that, I just reflected ugh. on that. Imagine having, like, a... Okay, because, like, I'm, like, mushing <laughs> Mostly ar- bone. I am mostly bone. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, like, mushing around on my nose right now, if you can't hear it. Like, imagine if, like, your ribs move that way. I, uh, and well, it was all just... hold on. I have Ehlers-Denlow Syndrome. <laughs> Damn it, Taylor. You can remove Wait, that Taylor. if you want. Wait, Taylor, are you turning into a choker? <sighs> so that's what chokers are. Shh, don't worry about it. <laughs> it wasn't gnomes. It wasn't goblins. It was Taylor's. <laughs> <laughs> it was Taylor's all along. It's mm-hmm. Taylor's all the way down. Oh, my. Um, but, like, oh, God, could you imagine if, like, your no. entire skeleton was, like, your nose? No. Well, I guess there are cartilaginous parts of your ribs. I'm just imagining you like poke yourself, and, and like the whole rib just, it just moves like, like con- your nose it does. just like convexes in. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. It's so, um, they're a flex- strange. Yeah. So their flexible internal structure enables them to slip easily into um, crevices and niches in walls of caverns, which they live in. You know, they yeah, like caves. Like- they like subterranean places. Right. Um, so they lurk in these spots, waiting for prey to walk by. Um, a choker's usual method for luring prey involve again, I'm taking umbrage with their intelligence again, um, involves positioning the body of its latest catch just outside of its hiding spot. Uh, whenever it gets hungry, it tears off a few chunks of flesh from said hanging out body to feed itself. In the meantime, the corpse serves to entice other curious humanoids, um, like the other intelligent races of... I just said other intelligent races. That's so much umbrage I take with their intelligence. Um, like with the intelligent races of the Underdark um, or like underground explorers or as mentioned here again is their favorite prey, goblins, um, to come within reach. Uh, I, so, mm, go on. That's very intelligent. Right? And also that's what you mentioned earlier about Batman. That reminded me of that. Just like yeah. leaving him hanging, you know? Just leave him hanging there. Yeah. Like, Batman. But also, yeah, this seems a little too intelligent for a non-intelligent creature. Right. Or moderately intelligent, I guess. So, uh, oh, how was it that they were described earlier? That description made me laugh, so. Um, vaguely intelligent. Vaguely intelligent. Vaguely intelligent. That seems like more than vaguely intelligent to me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so when a target presents itself, the choker's fucking starship... Starship? Why do I keep wanting to say starship? Starfish hands. <laughs> starship hands. Starship hands. Just make take off. Catch these hands. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Their starfish-shaped hand thingies dart out of their hiding spot, wrap around the victim's throat, and pin the unfortunate creature against the cavern wall while choking out its life. That was a good cool God. Right? This, Damn. The, That's the, a description. For some reason, that description feels so much more visceral than just than the rest of them. Yeah. No, it does. I like it, but damn. 
So uh, because its arms are so long, the choker can keep its body inside of the crevice that it's hiding in beyond the reach of most normal weapons. So it's literally just this tentacle-looking hand coming out of the wall and choking and just your like, friend. Oh, God. <laughs> well, choking your friend up against the wall. Yeah, like, cut the arm off, I guess. That is actually nightmare fuel. Right? It It is pretty damn, like, nightmare fuel-ish. This whole scenario like you're just chilling in a cave walking around and suddenly this arm comes out with starfish hands and just starts choking your friend like yeah slams them against the wall and starts choking them like what can we not so um (laughs) chokers tend to set their ambushes alone rather than working with one another um Mm -hmm. but where one is to be found others are likely nearby i guess they're like cockroaches um, they communicate through eerie keening howls that travel long distances through rock, but are difficult to uh, identify or locate in a typical... Because, like, it's a ca- it's a cave. Right. So it's typically pretty echoey anyway. So I would imagine that it's one of those things that, like, it, it sounds like something to them, but, but to, like, a human, it just kind of sounds like any other, like, random echo that you would get in a cave from anything else. Yeah. Or even, like, any other kind of, like, horrible animal that lives in caves. <laughs> right? Because as we discussed earlier, there's a lot of horrible things that live in underground caverns in Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there are. So, um, that is the bulk of what we have, um, for chokers. I will say real quick, I thought I had actually typed this out. I might have actually meant to at the beginning of this, but I felt like it would have been giving too much away, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what this what Chokers personally reminded me of is a mix of every like long, scary, m- usually naked thing from like a horror film or video game. So like your your Slender Man, yeah. your the Rake, you know, especially when, rake. when he's running around on all fours, you know. You're the rake. Yeah. So, like, whenever, you know, whenever they're running around on all fours in, like, the ecology article that makes me think of the rake, um, you know, your, your SCP-096. But particularly their whole, like, they used to be something. And then mm-hmm. Darkspawn. Okay, yes. But also, my other thought was that they used to be something and then they became this way because of cannibalism. Reminds me of the Wendigos from Until Dawn. And I say that because I know that there's some real, like, there's some real world connection, I believe, between Wendigos and cannibalism. But given that, you know. You're not an expert on it. I'm not an expert on, like, the real world, like, mythology of Wendigos. I feel like I can't necessarily comment on if that's actually applicable here, but it reminds me of how the the Wendigo mythos was discussed in Until Dawn. Like, it literally was like a curse, and it was like, you got possessed and you ate somebody, and then you turned into a big, long, scary. Yes. Um, actually, I think what I was thinking about earlier was the Wendigos from Supernatural. Yeah. Because I believe they had the they're, same they're sort also of, like, there. So, like, in Mythos, now, to some to a degree that we don't, we're not sure because we didn't look this up, and, like, we're not experts on Wendigo myths, it, it seems that they are linked, regardless. Yeah, like, I know that there's a connection between Wendigos and cannibalism, but like I said, I don't know. Right. I don't know how applicable that is in, like, the real world. But anyway. um, It's scary, and I don't like it. These things yeah. seem like horrible D&D Wendigos. And I, and I feel like even beyond Wendigos, I do feel like there is sort of that... 
I can't think of a particular other example, but I do feel like there is a trope or a notion of like cannibalism turning you physically into a big scary monster. Uh, it, yeah, this would not and be the first place that I had heard of such things. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, no, obviously, like, not. I guess psychological. Because like cannibalism is bad. In case you didn't know, and so like the more you know, <laughs> right? Here's a PSA from from Lewin: Cannibalism is bad. Cannibalism Don't do is it. bad. Don't do cannibalism. Not even once. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you know, like, like psychologically, obviously, but I feel like there is that kind of like. You practice cannibalism and you turn physically into a monster. Yeah. Trope that even goes beyond those examples of Wendigos. So, given that that's the bulk of the, I say the bulk, that's all the uh, information that I have about chokers and their possible real world inspiration and origins, um, I'm just going to leave us off with a quote from, I believe this was from the Monster Manual, the fifth edition Monster Manual, which was published in 2008. It may have also been from Mordenkind's Tome of Foe, which was just published in 2018. I realized I didn't list my sources for 5th edition. Anyway, um, quote, Chokers are cowardly and dim-witted creatures, useless as guard beasts, and utterly awful as servants. Yet for wizards of shorter stature, securing one as a familiar does negate the need for a ladder. End quote. That definitely sounds like a Mordenkainen sort of uh, quote there. Yeah, and it was one of those that was like at the top of the, you know, like the top of the heading is yeah. like above it, you know, in the in the margin next to like their picture. Definitely <laughs> see, seems like a Mordenkainen. <laughs> also, now I'm horrible. Now I'm imagining like a, a gnomish wizard. Oh my god! <laughs> with a choker familiar that he's just like. Yes! Over there! And the Joker just goes and stands and he just fucking climbs up in. And he's like, good job! And he sits there and pats him on his stupid little Kingdom of the Crystal Skull head. Oh my god. Anyway. I like it, though. I'd, 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 I'd do it. I'd, I'd, I kind of like it, too, yeah. I'd allow it. I, I, I didn't like a lot of what was in this episode, but I kind of liked that. <sighs> yeah, still just... Bad. Bad, weird, nightmare, foolish creatures, but, like... At least you have that fun visual yeah. to end off. I like to always end episodes on a good note. Except for when I don't. <laughs> Which is often. Yeah. Because sometimes 5th edition disappoints me. Not often, but sometimes. But sometimes. Not as often as 4th edition. <sighs> anyway... Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Dungeonpedia, for updates on and cool stuff and general D&D nerdiness. Uh, don't forget to spread the words. The words. The spread word words. all of the words to your friend. <laughs> just, Make sure they know all the words. <laughs> just open your mouth and start reciting this episode. Yes. <laughs> spread the word to your friends. We would really appreciate that as well. Um, if you have any suggestions for a topic for us to cover that we haven't yet, you can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. And I think with that, thank you for listening, for sitting through this just upsetting one, two, episode. three, however many punches of upsetting visuals. Oh. And uh, we'll catch you next week here on Dungeonpedia. I didn't like it. it really? It, you know, I don't think you made that clear throughout the episode. <laughs> just, just, just to make sure. I didn't like it. Taylor did, did you not li- like it. Did you like the gnomish wizard with the choker I did, familiar, I did, I did, though? I did, I did oh, like okay, that. good. I liked that, too. <laughs>